Welcome to Geared for Growth and part two of this special two-part series with property investor Jenny Mole. We've got some great gold and further insights into her property investing journey with her development projects and she also shares some great insights for property investors and where she thinks people are going wrong in chasing after their property investment goals. Here's Jenny. So uh, once you finished your your career in private lending, or I suppose it's still ongoing, subject to which yes, deals come across your desk. Talk to us about this this development project, and and I suppose that's your main focus at the moment. W- what's this all about, yep. and what's your goal with that? So, uh, my poor dad, <laughs> my poor dad, um, he sold he sold a block of land that he didn't even really know existed. We did, but you know. Um, it was just ticking along. He didn't plan for it in his retirement um, and an opportunity came up um, where the land next door was selling, adjacent block was selling, um, and he sold it. And um, he asked me a few questions about it from a real estate perspective because he he knows nothing about it. Um, And, yeah, he went and saw his... um, like investment, like his, his investment, he's retired. Um, so he went and saw his investment advisor and was going to, you know, put in this, into the, you know, the um, pension, his personal pension fund that he draws from and all the rest of it. And, um, and you know, I said to him, there's opportunities if you want to go into, you know, some of the developments that I have available in my group of people um, that I work with. And, um, you know, we can private land, you know, we can we can work some stuff. And, um, and yeah, and that was that was where it was. And then he just randomly rang me one day and said, I've just got back from my um, financial advisor and um, guess what I told her? I'm like, oh, what happened? He's like, I told her that I'm becoming a property investor. <laughs> he was like chuffed, you know. He was so proud because it's not his thing, right? And, yeah, so I was like, what? We're doing something. You're on board. What do you want to do with this? I was so excited. Um, and so... I was thinking to put it into something. There was some um, opportunities that were available um, through um, my mentoring development mentoring program, um, and then yeah, I, I just thought let's maybe do something together. Wow, him so and I, the guy that shook and his head about the levels of debt that you were getting into, and now he's like, I I'm mean. Bored. When my daughter's dad and I separated, I still I, I, I hold on to these little tiny like, digs, if that makes sense. You know, the ones that kind of like just stab you in the heart. And you're like, ah, yeah. I hang on to them. But um, I, like when my daughter's dad and I separated, he said to me, "Is it is it because of you buying all the properties?" Oh wow, right. You know, because of the stress or something, because that's where his head's at, right? Like he would find it stressful, you know. Um, so yeah, it was a big turning point. Um, to be honest, for for him, and and it was, and, and we've been working together ever since, which is great. Um, so, I I hadn't I haven't looked at a house in five years, mm. like actually gone to a house inspection to buy, right? And I, I always look, always watching, and I just saw this site online, and I think I was at work, and I used my lunch break. Don't tell my boss. Um, and and I just contacted the agent and said, I want to come out and have a look at this house. And then we bought it. Right. 
Not that simple. There's a lot of in-betweens, trust me. There's a lot of in-betweens. Um, and I think it was about a month prior to that, uh, my daughter's dad had actually said to me, um, I feel like I'm just existing sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, like just that Groundhog Day, it, like I'm not going anywhere. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, what do you want to do? What do you got? And he said, oh, I've got, you know, whatever it was, X amount of cash. And I was like, all right, be with me I'll, if you can. If if you want to do something, I'll find something for you. Yeah. You know, whether it be private lending, whatever it is, um, I'll give you a goal to aim towards. Just come to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wrote Tim in too. So basically, um, my daughter's dad and I. Uh, so we set up. There was like I'm talking. You've got no idea of the work that's gone into this mm. development project. <laughs> I'm talking. My daughter's dad. You know, like found out that um, his identity was stolen. He had a, um, a credit rating of three. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that was after we were um, unconditional too, so like good times, right? Well, yeah, right. Um, so, <laughs> like, that's what I mean. This is like, this is how we pull stuff together. This is how, like, if you could throw obstacles, um, no matter how many obstacles come, I just, you just find a way to get around them. I always find a way to get around them, but believing that I can get around them is how I do it, right? Because mm. I knew even with that I had A, backup plans because I could switch him out because I created a unit trust. Yep. So all I didn't need to amend the contract because the contract of sale was in the unit, you know, it was the the trust, right, or you know, the company, whatever you want to call it. I never know. It's like of the trust, such and such holdings as the trustee for. I never know how yeah. it works, but no, it's, yeah. our, it's our daughter's it's our daughter's name too, so she thinks she owns a house at Forward Lover. <laughs> uh, so basically I knew I knew that I could switch when I found this out. I knew that I'd set it up just in case as a, you know, it was the best structure. So I knew my as my first option, I thought, well, look, worst case, we just switch him out. Worst case, I find somebody else to take his his share, yep. and then as far as the contract and ownership goes, no one knows. Yeah, exactly. and myself and whoever other party that's the new unit holder, we then apply for the loan. Yep, but presum- which we didn't do. Presumably, <laughs> yeah, because I know you eat obstacles for breakfast. You found a way to help him to up his uh, his credit rating <laughs> to say four. Um and and this deal has gone ahead. Yeah, well, no, it went ahead. So basically, what we ended up having to do was go with a different lender. Mm-hmm. Uh, we requested an extension for settlement because this was over Christmas too, right? Of course. Yeah. So that just adds all the more delays in there. Um, so my broker found like we we went with a lender we didn't want to go with. Basically, it's cost the project money um yeah. upfront, but um. Yeah, it's it's if it was anybody else, I'd have switched it out. Yeah, yeah. But family's family, and at the end of the day, you know, I, I might not necessarily um, sounds might not sound right. I don't know how to word it, but I might not necessarily care about him as such. But his well being and his success and um, his life and how his life is. Is 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 all basically comes down to how my daughter's life is as well, right? 
Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's a that's a great way of looking at it, right? Because you know, I'm sure that there are some some issues that separated parties have that maybe uh, can 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 make it a little bit difficult. But you're sort of thinking about what you have in common, and that is the most important thing that you own, for want of a better most important your daughter, most important thing in the world. Hmm. There's nothing more important in this world than my daughter to me, and I'm sure to him. So. That's that makes it easy. The rest of it makes hard and little snipes and little bits and pieces that every separated family goes through, right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're not we're we're not happy go lucky swigging beers and you know holding hands, bloody having a dance on the dance floor at the nightclub, you know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what's most important? Mm. So with this with this site, what are we talking? It was a it was a house on a on a block that had some capacity to build an additional dwelling, or was it demolished? Uh, what are we What are we looking at? So there's been a lot of different things working with um, town planners, draftsmen, um, all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, but at this stage, it's I mean, obviously until DA application you know, until it's approved, we don't know, but it looks to be that we can get the 400 square, which is the minimum lot size. So it is a house at the front. Yep. Um, the access is wide enough, you know, all the rest of it. So uh, it looks like we can get the, the minimum lot size out of the rear. And it's the reason why I liked it so much, um, A, it's locations, amazing school zones, you know, all the rest. It's a great spot. Um and minimal land supply, um, it, it, it has a park next to it as well, which isn't a park with swings. It's just this massive, big, wide space. Yep. So basically the design of, of the block has this house at the front, has all this parkland here, and then has all the rear at the back. So if you were to, sorry, my hands look really bad on the screen when I do that. Sorry, guys. Um, so if you were to look, um, at putting like a sardine house just because you can doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't feel right to me, it isn't going to sell well either, right? Yeah, for sure. So because I'm my target audience. Yep. So um, at this stage, I'm going to try and get that rear out, um, the rear minimum out of the rear block. Um, I've got some obstacles. I've got um, I've got a sewer main right through the middle where we'd have to build. I've got so many obstacles. Um, my town planner missed it. My original town planner, before I put the offer in on this house, missed it too. Wow. Yeah, so I found that out when we are unconditional. No, I found that out four days before we went unconditional through Dial Before You Dig. Yep. It was... It was. It was. It wasn't, of course, listed on the... Because it's not an easement, right? So it's not listed on the title. Yeah, okay. Like it's not... They don't talk about mains if that made sense yes. they talk about there's an easement on it i knew the easement was there they don't talk about this so you can uh you can feel me here <laughs> it's uh four days before we go unconditional this property might not even be worth anything right i might not be able to do anything with it holy crap yeah i've got four days and yeah. i've got to go this alone because my town plan is kind of not getting back to me yeah so um so yeah, council great. Um, I, I spoke. I ended up getting through to you know senior engineers at at the local water company, yep. um, and having conversations. Um, and 
pulled the plans for next door and found that where theirs is redundant, it runs into mine, I found that theirs goes up, across, yep. comes back down, meets with a manhole and then runs across. So where theirs is redundant, they've moved it. Right. They've moved it. Okay, right. This is me, you know, processing in this four-day period and probably four 12-and-a-half-hour shifts or something amongst it as well. Um, so, so basically I, I could, from that spot, um, have some more conversations um, and find out whether it's major works, minor works, how much cost to move the steel main, can I move it? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going probably a little bit too deep, but I'm just trying to explain between the lending um, issues, you know, like there's a lot of stuff, yeah? yeah? There's a lot of things, you know, um, but I think it just showed, like, nothing, my point is nothing's easy, right? Mm. If it was easy, you know, as the saying goes, everyone would do it. Nothing's easy. I can make it look easy on the outside, right, if I wanted to, and that's what a lot of people do. But that's not the reality. The reality is, and I, I, I won't use my swear words, but the reality is it's bleeping hard. It yeah. is really hard, yeah. but it's worth yeah. it. No, and we really appreciate getting the inside view, right? Because you you could come on the show at the end of the project and say, we bought this and we subdivided, we built something at the back, we renovated the front and it's gone from X to Y and this was the development cost. So we made, you know, $300,000 or something like that. But you're actually in the middle of that. So I'd, I'd love to to come back to you on the other side of this development where it is a little bit, hopefully, more champagne and cigars. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I really appreciate the insight into into the project so far. So for you, Jenny, uh, the the goal was retiring at at fifty. Where are you at, and what's the future for you looking like in your property and your adventures and and your retirement goals? The Give for Growth Property Investing Podcast is presented by our business MCG Quantity Surveyors. If you're an investor or a property professional looking to get the best tax depreciation deductions for yourself or your clients, please get in touch with us at mcgqs.com.au. It's our mission to help as many property investors as we can to maximise their claims and maximise their property education as well. So I want I want to make I want to have my home where I live now. So I had to get comfortable with living forever in a townhouse. That was a lot of soul searching, trust me, and not the big house that I wanted as well. So, you know, maybe that goal moved. Doesn't mean it has to be, but it's like worst case scenario, right? So I can actually move forward. Um, so it's it's basically having the mortgage amount, the total mortgage amount that, that I owe on this property um, in, in the offset in the next five years. That requires me to make an additional $120,000 a year on top of my day job yep. every year for the next five years. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, you've mapped it out, right? And that's that's part, that's part that's a big part of the process, right? Unless you sat down and, and figured out, well, this is what I actually need my property journey to deliver for me, whether that's that amount each year or that's doing nothing and then something in four years' time to make up that deficit. I mean, how do you get to that goal without, sitting down and going, well, this is what it's got to look like. Yeah. And that's all, all it is, like, whether it be in five years' time or 20 years' time or, or whatever it might be when people are, are starting out or, or midway through or, or end up, you know, 
where I was sort of halfway through and all over the place. Um, it, it all just comes down to current state, where am I now, um, and your future desired state. So my future desired state was was a, a beautiful, home, big home. Yep. I had to decide, and by 50, I had to decide what was most important to me, the beautiful big home or retiring by 50. What's yep. most important? And it took a long time. Anyway, so basically it, the retiring is more important because I want to be there for my daughter, okay? So my daughter's been through a lot of stuff. She was homesick when I lost 15, had to pay $15,000 more on this development site. She was off sick for that four days. Of course, of course she's not at daycare whilst I'm negotiating one of the biggest and most complex property deals in my life. Of that's course. Not, that's not of how it course, <laughs> Of course I chose to uh, play cubby houses with her um, for a cost of $15,000 in two hours. I love it. Why not? <laughs> My skin's crawling, you can tell. Yeah. But it is what it is. Um, so there's, it's basically your current state here is, is assessing that and, um, you know, where am I? Um, what, do I what do I have? What do I like? What do I want more of? Yeah. Um, and then it's just your future desired state over here, right? So a lot of people go, the numbers, I, I'm, I think... Future desired state is 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 much more heartfelt. The numbers are the easy part, right? So I can make up numbers, but what does that mean? Does that equal your happiness? Like, what does what does the money buy you? What do you want? That's a good point, right? Money's just say, money. You know, I want three million dollars in superannuation, or I want a portfolio worth two million dollars, or five million dollars, or a hundred million dollars, whatever it is. I mean, you figure out, well, what is what do I want my life to look like? Where do I want to live? What do I want my passive income to be? And then you put the numbers to it and the numbers become Absolutely. real, right? Well, you look at what buys you, your future desired state. You look at what buys that because you're going to have to make sacrifices to get there, right? So you've got to work out if the trade-offs are worth it. And and when it's a dollar value, uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work for me and it doesn't work for a lot of people, right? So it's probably my change management formal training background. Um, but it, it doesn't work. I need to feel. So I need to feel. I need to place myself in my ideal desired state every in an everyday. What does it look like? What does it feel like? Who's around me? Mm. You know, and one of my biggest things is I'm not stressed. That is one of my biggest things in my future desired states. So basically that's the big part. Draw pictures. I don't know. Find your motivation. Like is, is your child happier because you're at their, you know, you're at their school presentation or something. Find those things that really drive you. I mean, money drives some people. It doesn't drive me. I'm not, I'm, there's no judgment, but money doesn't drive me. I have, I could have $20 million, but am I happy? I don't know because I'm aiming for twenty million dollars. I'm not aiming for happiness. Um, so basically, once you can get to what your normal day looks like, and I picture it every morning now because it's my motivation um, to keep going. Um, so I have my little meditation processes and habits of a morning. Um, so your future desired state, and then all you're doing in between is assessing um, your capacity, and that's you know. People say capacity in property and they think borrowing, but it's your personal capacity. It's your time capacity, yeah. um, resources. What resources? So it's assessing your capacity and your resources 
And then it's bridging that gap. What do I have available to get me from my current state to my, I'm using my hands, sorry. Um, what do I have available to me to get me from my current state to my future desired state? What's available to me? Yeah. If and I don't have enough resources, how can I build them? I don't have any cash, but what else do I have that can make me cash? Can I study something? Can I read books? Can I connect with people? Mm. That's building new resources to do it as well. It doesn't mean that I don't have many resources now. I can't. It just means you have to take a, a check of where you're up, where you're at, and assess and see what changes need to be made made to be able to bridge that gap. I, I love that, and I think that is often what's most missing from property investors from a strategy point of view is that they might just have a number like, oh yeah, I want to have a portfolio worth ten million dollars, but okay you get there but as you say are you are you happy and are you going to be driven to achieve that because you know you need to fill in certain cells on a spreadsheet um or you're going to be driven more driven to achieve that because well what you want to do is you want to live in x house and you want to have this relationship with your child or you want to be able to do this in retirement and you want to be able to go on holiday in certain locations i know what would drive me 10 times more, right? And you're sort of talking about meditating on it on a, on, a, on a daily basis. So this is what puts you, I think, next level as a as a property investor. Not only have you got that plan, but you're thinking about it so regularly that every day you're, you're considering, is it making me closer to that today or, or have I got to change strategy or change resources? Well, that comes in a different spot. The meditation is all about envisioning and grounding myself and, you know, because that, that helps give me my capacity because spiritual capacity, as much as it sounds bad, read the making of a corporate athlete, it's a thing. Trust me, if Harvard's selling it, <laughs> it's a thing. Um, so, yeah, that capacity is there. Um, yeah, it, it, it is, but habits. So these are the things that, People, I find people, well, I shouldn't say I find because it makes it sound like I'm saying I get it right and no one else gets it right. I'm not saying that, but for me what works is is creating habits, right? So habits, sometimes people say, oh, I've got to change my mindset or, um, you know, they talk about um, resilience and, and those sorts of things. Everything is habits. If you can build habits, daily habits, uh, and 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 they become norms, so they become easier. So they take less of this too. They take less of your capacity. You actually build your capacity more with the habits. So you've got more capacity to juggle multiple things when you have to. Um, you know, jump over obstacles when they're in your way. Um, so yeah, the meditation is really important, as is the habits. So I ha actually make sure that I do two things from each each category. I have categories uh, so I do two things from each category every day so I do two things that are just for me two things that are for other people two things that are business related and uh, what's my other one where am I um, two things for my household right two things off my list every day that's it and I map them out on my calendar you're looking at me like I'm the strangest person in the world <laughs> No, I'm just kind of I'm just thinking about um you know it, it puts you in in rarefied air I think as as an individual that is just so uniquely 
not only uniquely driven to achieve what you're trying to do, but you've also got a very David Goggins attitude of basically any obstacle is just, okay, well, we're going to have to deal with that. And I mentioned before, you seems like you eat obstacles for, for breakfast. So I'm, I was sitting there having a little bit of a moment of reflection, which is actually probably poor form for a podcast host, but it's just got me <laughs> being a little bit int- introspective as well. Um, Jenny, time flies when you're having fun. And I think this is almost certainly guaranteed this is a two-part series. But I want to ask you one one last question. In in all of the stuff that you see on a regular basis when you're participating in the Facebook forums and people are asking for advice, you know, I've got this money, what should I do? Is there any sort of common denominator of something that you think that investors are getting wrong or or an insight that you kind of think people might be missing? If you could, you know impart a little bit of wisdom to, to people that are trying to, to get on the journey that you're already on and so committed to, what, what do you think there's missing, if anything? Less data. People need less data and they need to actually just sit with themselves more. They need to sit and think about what they want. They need to sit and think about what's important to them because there's all this data, I could do this, I want that, I want, oh, what about this spot? Oh, I could invest in this place. That That's just taking capacity. Yep. So people wonder how I do what I, like, do so many things and I do a lot, of, I juggle a lot of things and I, I might not do it well, but, and a lot of people say to me, how, how do you, oh, my God, you know, um, you're the energizer bunny, how do you find? It's <laughs> because I don't waste capacity on, on thousands of different things should i invest in perth should i oh what about this oh i wonder if i wonder if i can develop this site or are you a developer hmm. i mean like if you're not why are you thinking about develop like it's okay to educate but that just forms one of the tasks each day right yeah. so if one of the tasks for your business or, or your yourself is building your um, capacity and knowledge about property well then you schedule that as one of the tasks for the day and you time block an hour out every day Mm. to learn that but you're not thinking about that the rest of the times so it's it's to get some structure to the thought pattern and 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 i still think that less is more if you can get if people can get that structure um and understand their why did future desired state i think that's i think that's where a lot of people could do could actually do achieve their goals basically and without considering what you term your future desired state, then there's a million different ways to be distracted on a daily basis, right? There's this hotspot, there's this data, there's this trend. And it's like, oh, I was looking in Perth, but maybe I should now look in Townsville or, oh, there's a land tax change. But no. I feel like I need to hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, all, there's, always, there's, there's always something new. There's always something distracting, but, you know, you've got to do that groundwork first and say, what is it that I want my life to look like? What have I got to achieve to get that to happen? And then that will narrow all of the things. It'll it might take development away from it at the cycle that or the stage that you're in. It'll take hot spotting away because there's only a certain amount of borrowing capacity that you've got. So it narrows the search. You know, um, that's where I think uh, I completely agree with you. I think that's great advice, and a lot of people get that um, get that one wrong.
Um, Jen, we we as a collective group of anybody listening today wish you all the best uh, with the development you. and your future. And we really appreciate the the open, uh, honest appraisal of life that has been for you, warts and all, and your property journey. And uh, we're all rooting for you. And I'd love to have you back um, just to check in with you in the next little while to see how you're going. Oh, sounds great, Mike. I'd love that. Thanks, Jen. And thank you for all your advice and all the support and everybody else. We've got a great little wonderful property team going on. So thanks, yeah. everyone. Yeah, and if anyone's interested, we're, we're sort of we're sort of hustling some people in the Australian Property Investors Group to have some some local meetups, um, possibly in Newcastle or Sydney. So stay tuned for that. Thanks, Jen. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Yes. Thanks, Mike. Bye.